the definition of confidence is the purity of actions produced by a mind free of doubt. And two key words in that statement are actions and doubt. So what we do is we get really, really clear on what actions we take so we don't have to doubt ourselves, we can execute. And when we take risk, I mean, the end game is confidence and taking risk, right? Your greatest gift that you can have is having the faith in yourself and the trust in your abilities to tap in and say, okay, where am I supposed to go next? Number one question I ask myself every morning is where am I supposed to serve? I think um, it's too much thinking and not enough doing. And the definition of overwhelm is unmade decisions. So what I'm describing right there is entrepreneurs tend to overthink things. They tend to find themselves getting overwhelmed quite quickly because they just, they, they don't know what decision to make. And that is coming up next on Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. So stay tuned. So the big question is this, how are ambitious people like us who don't have a lot of resources, did not go to Ivy League colleges, were not born into wealth, how do we become resourceful enough? Use our creativity, our dedication, and a little bit of crazy to bootstrap our way to realizing our dreams. Whether it is launching a new company, launching a new app, or making it to the top of the corporate ladder. That is the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. We have created a tremendous community of bootstrappers, entrepreneurs, and professionals who are ambitious, resourceful and want to get things done we brainstorm support and help each other out so come join us navigate to bootstrapping.group join today and get the startup founders technology accelerator video series absolutely free if you enjoy this video then do let us know by hitting that like button now or if you want us to improve our content then go ahead and hit that thumbs down button and give us your honest feedback in the comment section below here at Tata Noodle, we are passionate about entrepreneurship, technology, and innovation. Every week, we bring you insightful and engaging videos, interviews, tips, tricks, and strategies to help you grow your business or rise in your corporate profession. If you're new here, please do consider subscribing and do not forget to hit that bell icon so that you are notified when we publish new content. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dreams show. I'm your host Manoj Agarwal and today we'll be talking with Marlo Higgins. So Marlo is a Chief Inspirational Officer specializing in motivational and strategy-based business performance coaching. For the past 30 years, Marlo has been in the people business, building multi-million dollar sales teams and helping individuals break free from self-doubt, allowing them to perform with peace and ease. She's the author of The Making of a Maverick, host of the 22 Motivational Minutes podcast and has been praised by both entrepreneurs and corporate executives as a badass in the business of <laughs> <Yes>. confidence. <laughs> um, Marlo has been featured in, on uh, Forbes.com and has been a Forbes Coaches Council member since 2016. Welcome, Marlo. I'm so excited to have you on the uh, podcast. Oh, it's a delight being here. Thank you for asking. All right. So first of all, I want to get some clarification on, on this uh, very special title that you have, Chief Inspirational Officer. So can you tell us where did that come from? What was the origin? Um, there must be a, a unique story behind that. Absolutely. So the title comes from being you know, different in the industry, right? So that differentiator, what is it that I have that really just kind of shines and comes out naturally? And I'm a natural inspirator, right? I love to inspire people to perform at their best. 
And when I was leading our first sales team in 2005, I quickly witnessed that by inspiring people to perform, and when I say inspire, I mean just like raising them up and empowering them. And all of the key strategies that I work with professional clients on today and how I've built two large sales organizations, how I've launched my own brand is really with that inspirational tone. I recently wrote an article on LinkedIn about the 12 reasons why you need a master's in inspiration. And it's completely driven on that professional platform of, um, you know, life and work and business, all of that's hard enough, right? But let's look at the silver lining. Let's look at the things that we can do to inspire performance. Now, I will tell you that there's two key differences here. Inspiration is vision driven and motivation is goal driven. So when somebody says, Marlo, you know what I need to have and I need to be motivated. I say, great, let's, you know, let's look at the goals. Let's set some goals and benchmarks. But if you need to be inspired, that simply means you need a paint uh, picture painted so clear that you can see yourself performing in that space. So that's really the background of the title. Awesome. That's great. So uh, can you go into a little bit of a depth on how uh, you inspire people? What are some of the frameworks, some tools and strategies that you use? If you can share some of them with our audience, that'll be awesome. Absolutely. So um, just like Earl Nightingale, when I got into the space of being an entrepreneur, Earl Nightingale has a mantra that if you spend an hour of study a day in your chosen field, you'll be a national expert in five years or less. So I love that personal self-talk, that, that mantra style. And so that's really how I have positioned the strategies that I've created today. For example, everybody wants what I have to offer, okay? Right there is a clear strategy, but it leads you into the framework and the mindset of already positioning yourself that everybody wants what I have to offer. So really building people up and getting at the, the, the root level of your performance, it starts with your mindset. It starts with how you are personally speaking to yourself, how you close the deal, how you ask for the sale, how you go to get the bigger salary. All of those, those conversations in that space really have to start with you. And so one of the key strategies is teaching people through speaking mantra style into the strategies that they can execute. So that would be one that if you are going to an appointment or going to a networking presentation, or you're gonna get on stage. If you can frame it and you can say, you know what, everybody wants what I have to offer, you're already stepping into the space where they've said yes, and now all you need to do is enter into the room with educating them and how you can happen, how, you know, make that happen. So yeah. I hope that gives you a little taste of the, the strategy and, the, and the, the way that we bring the brand. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, mindset is so important these days. Uh, I mean, it has been always important, but the you know, the, the realization that uh, it all starts with the mind uh, is coming to the surface. A lot of people are realizing that and sort of adopting these practices more and more. So, um, so what you shared was, you know, it sort of sounded like a lot of uh, self-affirmation and sort of getting rid of uh, self-doubt and getting rid of all these boundaries that we create our, um, ourselves around us. Is that, uh, is that correct understanding? Absolutely, because I think the end transformation when clients uh, work with me is, is it, it, it like upping up their game, upping up their confidence, okay? Mm -hmm. So confidence is the biggest currency exchange. Now, the definition of confidence is the purity of actions produced by a mind free of doubt. And two key words in that statement are actions and doubt. So what we do is we get really, really clear on what actions we take so we don't have to doubt ourselves, we can execute. 
And when we take risk, I mean, the end game is confidence and taking risk, right? That's what I ultimately do as a transformation with our clients. They need to know how to remove the self-doubt, right? How to step into that space where they're confident in their decision-making, they're confident in executing and saying, yes, I'm going to buy into that marketing program and I'll tell you why, because they trust themselves. Hmm. And ultimately, the more that you can trust yourself, the more that you can up your game and up your confidence level, that's going to give you the ability to take risk. And risk meaning launching a program, you know, buy a new uh, division or new equipment for your business. So you can see it just kind of folds into everything, and especially with entrepreneurs. There's just yeah. so much that we question. And when we asked the question, what do you need to start, stop, and continue doing? Nine out of 10 people said, I need to stop doubting myself. Yeah. So if you really want to look at it, I'm in the self-doubt business. So mm. again, however you want to frame it, but confidence is the currency and risk mm. is, the out, is the outcome. Yeah. All right. So let's play the devil's advocate, you know, uh, from, from what I have learned. Also, self-doubt comes... Um, from a variety of sources, you know, a lot of it has to do with things we pick up in the childhood. And then obviously as we grow up, you know, there, there are a lot of sort of obstacles we run into, a lot of failures we run into. And these past experiences sort of, you know, shape our, um, our mindset uh, about the possibilities that lie in the future. So, you know, how do you, how do you overcome these, uh, these uh, deep hidden uh, beliefs or things that we have, uh, subconsciously uh, subconsciously picked up uh, around failure and obstacles and challenges. Absolutely. Yes. Um, for me, I started out very young with some health challenges mm. and that has kind of led into multiple things throughout my life around my health. And the one thing that I would, would traction towards and get strength from was this one mantra, a setback is a setup for a comeback. And really giving away the power and just saying, you know what, this is a setback and you have to honor that space that you're in and you can't control it, right? It wasn't a choice you made, but it is something that's happened to you. So if you can reframe it and say, you know what, I'm totally recognizing this as a setback. But if you can tell yourself it's a setup for your biggest comeback, what that does is inspire you to say, look, yes, I've been knocked down, but you know what, how I get through this, how I get out of this and, and get myself back up is really going to give me the direction that I need, you know, to, to get through it. So for me, you know, I, I started out, I had some really, you know, strong health challenges when I was 16, um, led into when I was 42. And then um, just two years ago, I've had, you know, some three major setbacks. In um, 2010, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And that was a really big setback. And that setback took me out of the game professionally for a year. And again, I told myself, a setback is a setup for a comeback. And because I was able to get through that process, take that year off, re-engineer where I am today, that's where I make Mavericks and build champions. It's a really bold persona of mindset, resiliency, confidence, and the end game of, of risk and performance. Because you only get one shot at life. And so giving it your all and doing it the very best you can that's really what we stand for. That's amazing. Well, uh, that's uh, quite inspiring, actually. Um, now, a, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of people are, um, they're ambitious, they are resourceful, they want to, they want to actually, you know, achieve uh, really big things. But what I find is, you know, they, they get into things without realizing exactly what they want. You know, in most cases, when I talk to people, they, they're doing things just to make money. Whereas, you know, earning money is good, but th that may not be in line with exactly what they want because 
you know, deep down inside, they want to spend more time with their family and they want to accumulate wealth to, to, be, uh, to have more time. So at some level, they're at odds with their core values. So um, can you shed more light about, you know, whether um, you can actually mold yourself towards this goal that you're pursuing or you have to work on your self-awareness first and then align your goals with your values? Well, for me, and I can only speak for my personal example, but um, I always like to say passion, not paychecks, right? Mm -hmm. And I, through all of the opportunities in 2005, starting a company, 2008, rebranding another, 2011, launching my own, it was passion, not paychecks. Every time that I just showed up in that passion zone, every time that I put my foot forward in, in servitude and creating you know, better experience for my own life and helping other people do the same, I was always focused in the right area. And so the alignment, the energy, the synergy, the way that I was communicating and executing was all very, very high level. Now, I've experienced too where you're chasing the paycheck, right? Because you think you need to chase the paycheck. And what happens, and through my personal experience, you don't get as far because you're only focused on, on the money piece. And we're talking life here. It's a four-letter word. It's, it's so much bigger. And so bootstrapping your dreams, the name of your podcast and, and your episodes, you know, it's really like, let's go for passion, not paychecks. And life is charted, believe it or not. I mean, the path has been drawn. The biggest thing we need to do is just listen. Listen to where we're supposed to go next. You have a North Star and a natural GPS system wired within you. And your greatest gift that you can have is having the faith in yourself and the trust in your abilities to tap in and say, okay, where am I supposed to go next? Number one question I ask myself every morning is where am I supposed to serve? And you know what? That leads me to the path, to the conversations, to the podcast interviews, to the clients I serve, the programs we make. Everything is aligned to that, that trust and that faith within who we are that brings out the best. Yeah. And um, taking it one step further, you know, I, I, I do understand um, what you're saying about trusting yourself, but it, there's another dimension of sort of just letting go and just, you know, as, as you put it, like if you follow your passion, uh, doors will open up, opportunities will come around. And a lot of people, uh, you know, obviously they have self-doubt, but they also have this doubt of, you know, if they let go, they will lose control and then th things will fall apart. Have you experienced that when, while working with, uh, with your clients? Well, yes, that's like the Pollyanna, right? That's the perfect outcome. It's so easy to say rainbows and rabbits and you know, be in this world of like complete release and faith that it's all going to work out, right? Mm -hmm. I believe that you need to have strategy. You need to be a strategic thinker, okay? So it's a combination of really understanding you know, clarity and understanding you know, how to vet out what direction you need to be taking and get really, really clear about it building the actions that are aligned to it, have the confidence to execute on it in order to take that risk component. So you keep hearing me speak those same words, but those are the four pillars of, of the performance that we wrote within the book, The Making of a Maverick. So yeah. it really starts out with saying, you know what, it's one thing to have a high level of belief in yourself because I think that's a, that's a really big ingredient, but it also has to be matched with really strategic thinking. Um, you know, how to focus your time, what you should be focusing your time on. One of the key strategies we have is the 30-60-10 formula. Okay. And as an entrepreneur in 2005, my sales team said, okay, Marlo, what should I be focused on? 
And I thought it was a really fascinating question because I thought, well, don't you know automatically what you should be doing, right? Mm -hmm. But as their leader, they came and they said, you know, I, I, I need direction. What should I focus on? And that, that's what built the 30-60-10 formula. It was saying I needed them to do three things, book appointments, sell product, and lead a team. So book, mm -hmm. sell, and lead. Everything is try, you know, we try to simplify because when you wake up in the morning and yes, there's a whole laundry list of things to do. But if you can just imagine when you wake up and say, no, I just need to do three things. I need to book, sell, and lead. Everything gets better. So I've increased it and I've enhanced that formula. It's the 30, 60, 10. And the three areas are growth, service, and follow-up. So the same kind of structure applies, but you heard how I tweaked with clarity. You know, what do people really need to be doing? We need to be focused on growth. We need to be focused on service and that serving our clients and then following up and following through so we don't drop the ball. And if you consistently do those things and you implement, for example, that would be one of the strategies that I would help people with. So matching the passion, the desire, and the faith of who they are to strategies like that that have laser vision outcomes. Cool. Awesome. And, uh, you know, you, you brought up the title of the show, Bootstrapping, and there are a lot of uh, bootstrapping, uh, bootstrapper entrepreneurs in the audience. So uh, when they start off, you know, there, there are a lot of things to learn, especially for first-time entrepreneurs. What are some of the things that you uh, can share, like some, some, some mistakes that you see typical entrepreneurs make and um, that you can share that people can avoid uh, as they are going through their journey? I think um, it's too much thinking and not enough doing. And I'm sure if you're out there and you're listening to this episode, you're relating to that. You're like, oh my gosh, that resonates because I think I overthink everything, right? And the mm -hmm. definition of overwhelm is unmade decisions. So what I'm describing right there is entrepreneurs tend to overthink things. They tend to find themselves getting overwhelmed quite quickly because they just, they, they don't know what decision to make. So mm -hmm. again, it, it zeroes back into gaining clarity. And clarity in a way that says, okay, you know, how I started my brand when I came off that brain tumor in 2010, I gave myself that year when I came forward, my story of starting my own personal brand started with three questions. I said, who hired me, why they hired me, and the results that they received. And I gave myself an entire year, 365 days to get the answers to those three questions. And then I allowed myself to put skin in the game and build out a brand do the marketing, you know, def define the strategies and everything. But it first started with, you know what, I'm going to put my stake in the ground and this is what I love to do and who I love to work with. So let me figure out how that all plays out and then take that knowledge, take those statistics and that history and then turn that into liquid gold. And here today, I mean, we're a thriving high level brand that's nationwide, Forbes contributor, published author, podcaster. I mean, it's all work for me. And so those are the, that's the extension that I like to inspire other people with. Well, that's awesome. Um, and uh, you brought up a, another important point, which is marketing, you, you know, because as we start, um, sometimes in, in many cases, people think, you know, I've, I've got this amazing product or service and people will just come to me. What I've found is like, you know, that's far from truth uh, these days. Uh, we are living in a noisy world. So we need to get our name out there. So what are some of the strategies that you can share in terms of, you know, entrepreneurs can use, uh, especially when they're starting off, they don't have a lot of resources to market right. themselves to get their name out there. Two words, present 
and consistent. So be present in the marketplace and be present means, you know, uh, whatever platform that you choose to align yourself with. I mean, LinkedIn is a really strong one. I love LinkedIn. I have over um, 15,000 contacts. You know, it's just a platform that I can easily engage with. But, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So find your platform and just be present in that platform. And then also be consistent with it. Don't start something and then just let it go to the wayside. Really commit to it. And I think it's sometimes hard to commit to things, but it's in that commitment phase when you have absolute commitment and conviction in saying, you know what, this is where I'm going to um, share that is the most important. So um, I would just kind of you know, start with that is just being really present, but being really consistent with your presence. Awesome. And um, will you say, so you mentioned, you know, stay, um, uh, get involved on social media platforms. So like, do you think we should be sharing content or commenting on other people's comments? Like what are some of the tactics that you will suggest here? Right. So I've been, you know, very fortunate not to spend a dollar on advertising, right? Mm -hmm. We have relationship building. We've grown, grown organically. Now, not all companies do that. I get that. So if you're an entrepreneur, you may resonate with that. If you're a large corporate entity, it's not so much, right? You've got a huge marketing department that is executing on the sales goals. But I believe that just building relationships, I mean, like our podcast guests and our podcast interviews, those are great platforms because we build a, re a relationship, a community. Now, those people tend to be on my podcast and then we kind of collaborate and do events together. So it's really just the people business. It's really understanding um, you know, why you like people so much, the value that you bring, and it has to be pure with intention. It has to bring value. And you don't want to just get out there and make noise because like I said, I wrote that, that article on LinkedIn. I mean, there's a reason why we do what we do, put really clear intentions to those things and then get out there and share that. I believe you have to engage, right? It can't just be a one-way street. You can't just be throwing information out there. So you do have to connect and you have to you know, build partnerships and relationships. And that's where other people will quickly refer you because it's easy to have a conversation, be a natural connector and say, oh my gosh, you know, you would be a perfect fit or an alignment for this particular person. Let me connect you. So if you think about it in a really non-selfish way, you actually gain more respect and influence because people will see you as that person who doesn't sell, but you connect. And I think that for anybody, I always like to say, do business unto others as you want business done unto you. It's like the golden rule, right? And so I don't want people to spamming me and selling me. I want them connecting with me, building relationships, having um, that collaboration, because that's when the magic happens is in that space. That's great. Um, and now uh, you, you brought up uh, initially in our conversation, you brought up the points of uh, confidence and performance. Uh, and I know uh, you sort of uh, talk about this concept of self-recognition. So can you unpack uh, this concept of self-recognition? Is it, uh, is it the same, um, same uh, aspect of confidence and performance? Or is it something different? You know, self-recognition, um, again, was birthed because I found myself, you know, when I was leading other people and empowering them, it was, you know, they were feeling failure. They were feeling rejection. The conversations were always led with, I'm not doing enough or I'm not, I'm, I'm not enough. Um, so in that space, I said, you know what, let's flip this around. Instead of complaining for two minutes and telling me all the things that aren't working, why don't you give me two minutes of what is? 
So tell me what went right this week or what felt good this week. And let's open our conversation in that platform. What I'm sharing right there is their ability to reflect back and say, you know what, this happened and I feel good about it. Now, I'm not walking in their shoes, right? So I would have no idea how to recognize that success. But that um, strategy has birthed itself into Success Morning. It's my national platform. It's something we'll be sharing on Good Morning America in 2020. It is very, very powerful. And it teaches people the ability to look at the silver lining, right? Take three wins this week and say, you know what, when it comes to noon on Friday, reflect back and say, you know, what went right? Because we all know, and we're naturally wired to look at the negative. We have one conversation go bad. We had two clients that didn't say yes. Whatever that circumstance is, it makes us feel bad. We segue into the weekend with kind of that little feeling of like, I'm not enough or things aren't going well. But in essence, if you were to actually stop and write down and reflect the things that did feel good or went well for you, and then document those wins and reflect back to them, you compound that over time. If you did just three wins a week in an entire month, there's only 20 days of production, right? There's 30 days in a month, but we only work like 20 days. That's 12 to 15 positive wins that you've had in 20 days. Imagine what that's going to do for you if you continue to consistently keep that process up. If you do that for the year, it's 156 great things out of 220 days in a year. Now, go into a performance review, go into closing a sale, go into you know, um, making a big decision based on the recognition of how you've achieved and gotten this far. That's that personal fuel. And it's very, very important to have that in order for you to, to move forward. And so there's a whole clear strategy. There's three layers to it of getting out of stuck, documenting it, looking at patterns, and then uh, refueling after 180 days. But that's just a little flavor. It's called success boarding. And uh, awesome. I firmly believe in it, but that's self-recognition at its finest. That's great. And so it sounds uh, a, a process, uh, something similar to journaling. Is, is it uh, true or... Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it could be similar to that. I mean, we have a different unique process in which we've built that. Um, it's part of how we start every conversation. I teach my clients how to teach that within their team meetings. Um, it's, it's really important because the most important thing, I mean, people are our greatest asset. And when our people are empowered, they perform at their best. And so creating that culture of performance within personal um, return and then sharing that return with other people, somewhat bragging rights, but not the ego boastful spirit, not saying, you know what, I'm better than you, or I'm, you know, so much um, more. It's really kind of that humble spirit of saying I'm enough. And that's yeah. where the value is. I see. Now, um, you know, once again, I'll play the devil's advocate here. So, you know, obviously, um, we like to think that we are successful, we always are sort of, you know, uh, uh, focusing on on the on the successes uh, at the superficial level when we talk to somebody when we meet uh, somebody at a party or something like that but internally we tend to forget all these little you know positive occurrences that have happened in our lives so how I mean do you know why we, we tend to do that why we tend to forget all the accomplishments that we've uh, that we've had so far um, in our year in our week in our month Absolutely. I mean, like I said, we're, we're just naturally wired, unfortunately, to go to the negative, right? It's always that like what didn't go right is always sitting in front of us. 
But this particular strategy teaches you two things. It teaches you how to be polarizing and tantalizing. So when I say that, how to be polarizing, when I go into a networking event and I'm shaking hands and, you know, and somebody says, how are you? Okay. The domino effect, most outcomes say I'm fine. Things are good. But I can say, you know what? I spoke to 5,000 women on stage this week. I had Tony Robbins' son as a podcast guest, and I got family time. I got three days out of the office with my entire family. What I just did was keep those successes top of mind. Now, it's engaging, right? So they're going to say, how did you speak to 5,000 women? Or how did you get Tony Robbins' son as a podcast guest? What I just did, I made myself kind of tantalizing and polarizing with how I shared that. And again, it's not the boastful spirit, but it, it is you that has to recognize and share your success with other people. So speak your success, nothing less is a mantra that I like to, to have. And then that builds into greater success. People want to work with busy and successful people. So it is our responsibility to bring that forward in a way that other people can connect to it and learn from it and then go from there. So, I mean, it's, it's multi-layer. So, yeah. I'd love to awesome. go deeper, but obviously I just have so much time. Maybe, I, you know, another I completely episode. understand. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll bring you for another episode. This has been a fascinating conversation so far. So um, we are coming to the end. Uh, we are, you know, uh, sort of uh, short on time. But I want to talk to you about your book, Making of a Maverick. So uh, how do you turn your employees? So, uh, you know, I got the concept of self-recognition, building up their confidence, giving them clarity. How do you make them mavericks? Something someone think uh, who thinks outside the box. Um, so can you share a few strategies around that? Yeah. So a maverick, the definition of a maverick is that unbridled independent spirit. And mm -hmm. if you think about that, that's really the definition of an entrepreneur as well, right? You're just, you're that out of the box thinker, but there are fundamentals, there are structures, and we have a very specific, um, um, the, the four pillars of performance structure that we take people through. But the, the reason I wrote the book is to share those four, those four pillars of performance, share different strategies that have helped other people win at their own game. It has six client case studies in there. So different client stories of, of the triumphs that they had to overcome and the success that they had, what strategy they used to do it. And we built every chapter. It's kind of like a workbook. You can watch a, a YouTube video on the strategy. You can listen to the podcast interview of that particular client. And so it's kind of a full-bodied resource. I like to say that it vibrates at a frequency of action, right? So it's like when you're out doing, that's really what we want to get people in that space is doing, not thinking, but doing and taking action. So that's the making of a maverick. Awesome. That's great. And uh, one of the last questions, uh, can you share a little bit of your journey? What kind of mistakes did you make as you started in your, in your entrepreneurial journey? One of the most resounding mistakes with my own personal brand is um, I went down a path and um, I worked with a team that after three years, um, it just didn't work. And I, knew like going into year three that it wasn't taking me where I needed to go. And I was vetting out my frustrations and I was communicating them and just, you know, getting stuck in the rhetoric, right. And asking some of the questions, but not getting the outcomes that I needed, but just telling myself, Oh, it must be me. You know, I must be um, thinking of it differently or I'm not following them correctly or I'm not picking up on it because I was really quite frustrated. I mean, I signed on um, through a, a thought leadership program and worked with, um, 
with a branding agent. And I loved our partnership. I mean, I loved the process that we had, but I trusted the outcome for just too long. And unfortunately, it set my business back a, a strong year and, and quite a few thousand dollars later, um, had to pull myself out of that mistake. I just got out August 26th and I love to teach resiliency and bounce back, right? But it's kind of hard sometimes when the mistakes or the happenings are that big, it really can kind of set you back. And it took my team and I over nine months to, to kind of get our sea legs back, get out of that circumstance, kind of reframe and say, you know what? So it was a mistake. So it was, you know, we just ask better questions now, right? We, we put our foot in the ground a little bit faster and say, you know what, this isn't working and this is where we need to be going. So it's made us a stronger company. Yes, it was a personal setback, but you know what? It didn't, we didn't lose our value. And if you were to ask anybody from the outside, nobody even was witnessing what we were going through behind the scenes as a team, as we were building our brand. But it really impacted us greatly from a financial perspective, a time perspective. And um, you know what? We're better today because of it. So no harm, no foul. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Well, uh, as I said, this has been a very fascinating and enlightening conversation. Now, before I let you go, can you tell us how people can reach out to you? Absolutely. Yes, you can go to our website, marlohiggins.com. We offer a complimentary assessment, which for people wanting to know where they stand within the four pillars of performance is completely complimentary, but it's very value added. It tells you if you are a, a maverick, a champion, or a player, and that maverick is that top 4% of performance. So if you've read the, read the books, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, he talks a lot about that, that top four performance piece. And th so that's somewhat of the framework that I have built, um, you know, in taking people to high achievement, high performance. So you can go out there, you can take the Maverick assessment. You can connect to us on our different platforms. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And um, we also have a private Facebook community. It's called Performing Get Paid. And so um, we'd love for you to join that as well. Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing uh, this wealth of knowledge uh, with us. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. It's been a delight. Thank you. And that's all for now. Until next time. Now, if you're an entrepreneur or a career professional, then I invite you to join our growing community. Navigate to bootstrapping.group. As a welcome bonus, you will get the Startup Founders Technology Accelerator video series and Mastering Your Inner Game video series absolutely free. This series of short videos address some core issues which are instrumental in helping you move forward in your business or career. The videos are yours to view and share for free. No obligations or strings attached, except for one. You have to take action and implement it. So join us today, navigate to bootstrapping.group. If you want more engaging videos and insightful interviews with industry's thought leaders, then check out the other videos we have picked for you. The link is right there. And if you want to be notified about our new content, please do consider subscribing to our channel.